Lent is a time to get right with the family. Here I'm not alluding to the mafia. There's nothing to do with them. Nor am I referring directly to our blood relatives, although the process of getting right with the family certainly involves our getting right with our blood relatives, but it does not only refer to them. Father A, what are you getting at? Well, if someone asks you the question, what is a covenant? How would you respond? How would you answer? I think many people, perhaps most people, would answer by comparing a covenant to a contract. But actually, from a biblical perspective, that's a very poor comparison to use. And why is that? Well, simply because a contract is a legal transaction between two individuals who may have little or no personal commitment to one another. For example, you can have a contract with somebody you don't even know. Some of you may have contracts with people that you've never met personally. You can even have a contract, a legal binding agreement with somebody you strongly dislike. A covenant is different. A covenant goes much deeper. Best definition of a covenant I ever heard was from Dr. Scott Hahn of the Franciscan University of Steubenville. He described the covenant as a family-like bond. That means that when you're in a covenant with another person, you're in a committed relationship, a deeply committed relationship, the kind of relationship we're supposed to have with members of our biological families. Throughout the Old Testament, as we all know, God made covenants with his people. He made a covenant with Noah, made a covenant with Abraham, made a covenant with Moses. But all of these covenants, all these family bonds were imperfect. They were broken quite often, not by God, of course, but by his people. This is why the Old Testament constantly uses the image of marriage to describe the Lord's relationship with Israel. Marriage is a covenant bond between a man and a woman. One man and one woman, to clarify that. It's not simply a legal contract. This also explains why Israel's unfaithfulness in the Old Testament is always compared to adultery. As we all know, there's no more serious sin against the covenant of marriage than the sin of adultery. Thankfully, God, in his great love, was not content with these imperfect bonds, these imperfect family bonds between himself and his people. So even though we didn't deserve it, even though we didn't deserve a perfect family bond with the Lord, he gave it to us anyway, through his son, Jesus Christ. That's what we celebrate here. All this having been said, listen once again now to today's first reading, because this is the covenant Jeremiah is prophesying about here, this new covenant in Christ. The days are coming, says the Lord, when I make, will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their fathers the day I took them by the hand to lead them forth from the land of Egypt, for they broke my covenant, and I had to show myself their master, says the Lord. But this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will place my law within them and write it upon their hearts. I will be their God, and they shall be my people." No longer will they have need to teach their friends and kinsmen how to know the Lord. All from least to greatest shall know me, says the Lord, for I will forgive their evil doing and remember their sin no more. 
The new covenant in Jesus Christ brings us the gift of forgiveness, the gift of eternal salvation. Yes, it's a covenant we can still break by committing serious mortal sin. And if we do that without repenting, we do forfeit the gift, the great gift God wants to give us. But as St. Paul says in his letter to Timothy, one of his letters to Timothy, even when we are unfaithful in this life, God still remains faithful. And so unlike the people in the Old Testament, if we want forgiveness for our serious sins, we don't have to sacrifice bulls and goats and sheep. The sacrifice of Jesus is sufficient to cleanse us all from every sin, which is what we do, we receive that forgiveness in the Sacrament of Reconciliation. This brings me back to what I said at the beginning of my homily. Lent is a time to get right with the family. Hopefully you see what I'm getting at here. Lent is a time for reconciliation, not only with God, but also with our brothers and sisters in God's family. And this is one reason why confession to a validly ordained priest is so important. In the Sacrament of Reconciliation, the priest not only represents Jesus Christ, he also represents all our brothers and sisters in the family of God. Therefore, when the priest absolves us, we are reconciled vertically and horizontally. In other words, with God and with others. Some people are fond of saying, well, I don't need to go to a priest, I just go to God directly. Well, that's all very nice. But the problem is our sins don't just affect our relationship with God. Our sins, even the ones we commit in secret, affect our relationship with other people. I'll give you an example. I can sit in my room all by myself and have a lot of hateful, angry thoughts that nobody else is aware of. But if that happens, I guarantee you it will affect my relationships with other people. It will certainly affect the next unfortunate soul who calls me on the phone. <laughs> Gee, Father Ray, why are you yelling at me? I only want to know the time of the next Mass. So the real question for us to face today is this one. Am I willing to do what I need to do to get right with my family, my spiritual family? In practical terms, that means, am I willing to look honestly at myself? Am I willing to make a thorough examination of my conscience and confess everything I need to, and I mean everything? That's not easy to do at times. It's not easy a task as it might seem to be. Because as fallen human beings, we have a tendency to rationalize. All of us do. Chief among the guilty here. And to sweep things under the rug. Some sins we can face easily and confess easily, but others are much more difficult to come to terms with. For example, statistics show that the majority of Catholic couples today use artificial contraception. I think most priests would tell you that this is a sin that they rarely hear confess. It's become so socially acceptable that it's very easy to sweep it under the rug, so to speak. We can rationalize sexual sins like this by saying, well, it's not that bad. Other people do things that are a lot worse. We can rationalize sins of unforgiveness, hatred, anger, revenge by saying, well, it only serves them right. They ask for it. We can rationalize a sin like stealing from an employer, stealing goods or stealing time by saying, well, my boss has enough money. He's got plenty of dough. He'll never miss any of this. We say that a covenant is a family-like 
bond. But if there's one thing that will ruin any family bond, it's dishonesty. It's sweeping things under the rug. That's certainly the case in our biological families. It's also the case in our spiritual family. You know, I've done a lot of work with teenagers over my years of my priesthood. And I always told teenagers, you want to mess up your relationship with your parents? I'll tell you how to do it really easily. Lie to them. That's all you got to do. Some night soon, tell them you're going to the library and go out with your friends and have a good time. Some other night, when they go out, tell them you're planning to stay home and do your homework and study and have your friends over for a wild party. That'll do the trick. Just be deceitful. But if you want a good relationship with your parents, a stable, solid relationship with your mom and dad, if you want them to trust you more and give you more freedom, then be honest with them. Be upfront. Don't try to pull the wool over their eyes. Sure, being honest is going to sometimes be difficult. Sometimes it'll be painful. But in the long run, I tell teenagers, it will be worth it. It will pay off. And so it is in our relationship with God. Sometimes it is hard to be honest, totally honest. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes, quite frankly, it can be even a little bit embarrassing. But my brothers and sisters, it really is the only way to get right and to stay right with the family. It's my prayer that all of us will get right during this season of Lent.